What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Basement Talk podcast. Welcome back to the mailbag. Unfortunately, though, unfortunately, this is not a fantasy mailbag. This is shocking that this is not anything to do with fantasy football. Jake, are, are you feeling are you feeling lost without fantasy or are you still thrilled that it's over? I'm so happy it's over. I'm done. <laughs> you and I both. I made my payments uh, no. out to everybody on Wednesday. Once, that, once I hit that last Venmo and I got that out, I was just like, yes, thank God. My commissioner responsibilities are done. And now I could sit back, kick it, and enjoy the next six months of my life. You good? Yeah. I'm uh, just content with not caring whatsoever about fantasy football until we, we get going with, uh, with podcasts come draft season about fantasy football i'm not even a thought in my mind and if you play week 18 fan or week yeah week 18 now fantasy you, you need a uh psych evaluation there there's this simple. thing there's this thing near us it's called pilgrim state for those yeah. of us for those of us that live on long island you know what i'm talking about for those of you that don't look it up that's all i gotta say all right so we have 12 questions this week varying in topics varying in topics there are a uh, lot of different things that that the listeners uh wanted us to uh to discuss this week so thank you to those that, that submitted uh submitted questions he's actually uh i have not read the questions they could all be about baseball i'm hoping they vary but that is the point of this mailbag i have not read the questions so i'm just gonna go i have 12 emails i'm just gonna open each email and we're gonna see what's in there it could be something that it could be the most graphic, disgusting, gory thing I've ever seen in my life, or it could be, it could be something productive. We're going to find out together. So Jake, unfortunately we're not going to do one twelve, but of course we're going to say where everybody is from. So this is the first, the first email, by the way, I am able to do this now because I have this lovely, lovely new monitor that I'm able to split screens with. And it is fucking incredible. So the first one, this is from James, Jake. Where's James from? Portland, Oregon. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Fantasy could be done, but the home of the mailbag is in Portland, Oregon. Stronghold of Pacific Northwest. James asks, what would be the best moment you guys have had as fans of your respective teams? What sport? All of them. Uh... The Yankee, the Yankees is is easy. It's 09 World Series. Not the last 10 years. Yeah, not the last 10 years, though. 09 World Series. I think he's talking just collectively. What's the best memory that we've had? And the best memory that I've had with the Yankees is the 09 World Series. Yeah, me is that's not even close. I guess football for you. I mean, the Cowboy, uh, the Cow- Jets have been closer to the Super Bowl in my lifetime than the Cowboys have. I, it's I, true. I, twice, yeah, it's I might true. add. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. It is true. Um, hmm. for the Cowboys, I would say, well, I know the Jets for you, the Jets for you would probably be winning in Foxborough. Oh, not even close. Either that or, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. The year before winning in San Diego was hard. Nobody gave the Jets in that game, but yeah, probably Foxborough for me. Um, for Dallas. So the Yankees is the same Dallas for me. I would say, um, mm, I mean, it really depends. I mean, like, 
a monumental sort of thing probably would be beating the Eagles in in the uh, in the wild card game in, in Dallas when Michael Vick was was the quarterback. That's probably the most momentous thing. I should have beaten Green Bay and Lambeau. By the way, that was a catch. You know, I don't want to hear otherwise. <laughs> probably. What, for what about me, the, the Mason Crosby? Uh, uh, no. I. I, I have it. I have it. I would say personally, in terms of personal satisfaction, what I got the most enjoyment out of as a Cowboys fan was the Tony Romo fourth quarter drive at the Meadowlands versus the Giants during the Odell Beckham catch game. I keep forgetting the Cowboys won that game. It's the best fact in the world. It's the best fact in the world that nobody, nobody even slightly remembers. Oh, they all remember yeah. that catch, but the Cowboys won that game. What, so that would about, probably be it for me. The Knicks. Oh, God. Was it when they drafted Obi Toppin? <laughs> the Knicks. I, I think I think Linsanity would probably be the the the, the top of, of, of that list. That was a good time. For me, it's easy. The Nets is game five of the uh, semifinals this year. Being at the Barkley Center, Kevin Durant dropped, I think it was 54 points that night. Yeah, 54. This guy, uh, I I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think anybody's beating the Nets this year. Now that Kyrie's back, and especially if he's able to be a full-time player come playoff time, I I can't see it. Yeah, especially if if they all could stay healthy too. Yeah. Yeah, and we have – I think we have a question. Uh, Something along along those lines. Uh, Maybe we do, maybe we don't. I don't don't, don't know. Maybe. Maybe. now for the Rangers, for me, I think I think this is where the uh, the sports like true sports allegiance has come to an end for you, Jake. Right? No, I, I like co- college football. Like okay, college, college football. basketball. And okay, hockey, all right. I, I like the Rangers. For me, the best my best moment as a Ranger fan was going to Mark Messier's last game. Oh, that's a good shout. It's good. Yeah. shout. I was t- I was too young to remember this, but I was at Wayne Gretzky's last game. But I was just too young oh, to remember yeah, it. I wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, I was too young to remember it. Um, for me, my best Rangers memory is probably, I would say that, 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 uh, 2014 playoff run that was, yeah, it's gotta be, yeah, that was, that was peak. That was peak. And then maybe, maybe for the Rangers, like an off ice thing would be when they got the number one overall pick for Alexi Lafreniere. That was, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever been happy about anything in my life. That was not actually in in a game, on top of when we signed up, we were able to take Alexi Lafreniere for uh, for the number one overall pick. Uh, college football, Ohio State. Hmm. I mean, which which championship win you want me to talk about? <laughs> Who cares? Fuck Ohio State. Hey, fuck Alabama and Notre Dame. Oh, fuck Notre Dame too. Eh. I, I could at least respect Alabama. I have no respect for Notre Dame. Fuck them. Now, Alabama's kind of like my joke. I tell everyone, like, yeah, I'm a big Alabama. I do like the Tide, but just talk I, to I just love Notre Nick Dame. Saban. I just love Nick yeah, Saban. I think, Saban. I think Saban's a great coach. I don't know how they're an underdog on Saturday. It makes no sense to me. Like, who's your team for college basketball? Um, I mean, it's Ohio State, but if I could pick – yeah, exactly. I, I I float. I float with yeah. with with college basketball. Me, it's kind of like uh, I kind of go by the coaches. I I love Tom Izzo. I think that's the best coach in all of college sports, right there. Yeah, I can get behind favorite, that. 
don't know about the best, but definitely my favorite. Uh, I root for the Spartans every Izzo, year. Izzo is very likable compared to um, compared to you know when Roy Williams was the coach oh, at UNC or Coach, coach K. K. No, no, even 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 Calipari to to an extent. Oh, maybe my maybe my favorite college basketball team is the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, I've become a fan. You have to. By by to. extension, by <laughs> extension. Um, and then for Arsenal, ooh, I gotta give a uh, mm. the Cronky solo team. No, no, no. But that we, would be your favorite. No, we're we're okay. We're okay with the Cronkies right now because Stan Stan is not doing the day to day stuff at Arsenal. Josh is the son. Josh is Josh is actually living over in the UK, so he could be and more. And stands with the Rams. And stands with the Rams, yes. And we don't mind Josh. We don't mind. We don't mind Josh. Um, for Arsenal, it would probably be um ending the trophy drought against against Hull City in the FA Cup final. That probably would be the one for me. The Aaron Ramsey goal in extra time. All right, question two. This is from Patrick. Patrick is from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Patrick says more of a, more of a comment, and actually one that we both can 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 answer because we are uh, we are both on our own podcast, so we can answer this question. Patrick asks. Patrick says he's a big fan of our work. Thank you, Patrick. I really really do appreciate that. What is the key to making and creating a good podcast? Well. The number one thing that you need is a subject. What are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about that other people give a shit about? And once you have that idea, and once you have an idea of how what you're talking about is different than what some other schmuck is talking about, then you create a podcast about it and you add your own personal spin to it. And of course, you need some sort of personality and you need to be able to speak in complete sentences. Yeah, you also need time, plain and simple. Yeah, you need time. You need time. You need time. You need time. It's tough. Like it's tough to commit to it. And just that that's another thing too, is you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. Bottom line. If you keep doing it, eventually people are going to start listening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're lucky here that we have a, a really good base of, of listeners. Um, I know it would be very hard to do this, to do this if we were just talking into a void, but um, you know, that it, it always starts out rough. You know, you're not just going to have, immediately it's just a, this huge you know sort of following but you get your name out there you know you, you you record something maybe your first your first podcast that you do you get five people to listen to it awesome and you just keep you keep on going from there you, you just gotta you know you gotta pull with the punches you gotta pull with the punches because it's not it's not something that you you know you strike gold with overnight but again you know it's it's finding what you want to talk about talking about it showing personality and then of course having someone that knows what the fuck they're doing in terms of editing or learning it yourself if that is uh if that is your thing. All right, Nick. Where's Nick from? Nick is from uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, well, very fitting that Nick from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada would be asking about our thoughts regarding the NHL not sending their players to Beijing for the Olympics. I, I didn't even know that was happening, to be honest with you. I, I kind of like it a little bit better, to be honest with you, with the amateurs that compete because I think back to when we defeated the Soviet union and do you believe in miracles? Exactly. Yes. Like, come on, man. These are perfect. Like, I think the Olympics are for, 
I, I think they're for like amateur. They're not for professionals. That's just my opinion. I mean, there's two different ways to look at it. It's the way of look of the way of looking at the way Jake is and saying that it's for the younger kids, these kids that are in college and they're playing college hockey. Uh, maybe they're in juniors and, you know, they have their opportunity to go play for, for their country. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is you won't get the opportunity to see, for example, Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon play together because Canada is not sending is not sending any NHL to the, to the Olympics. That's another way you could look at it. Um, I would say I'm in favor of it because obviously there are more uh, there are serious COVID concerns, of course, with sending any professional athlete to Beijing at this moment in time. And I think the last thing that anybody would want is for pretty much the entire league of top tier players in the NHL to go to Beijing, play, come back and then get COVID. Cause then it, that, that it affects the NHL season. And the most important thing is that the NHL gets done more so than the Olympics. Um, so I would say that I'm in favor of it. I understand why they did it. I know people are pissed off about it and I, I get that too, but I think it's more, this is more of a logistical, I, I guess, calm for the NHL that they don't have to send their players to, to Beijing and what would have been a very, very, very complicated situation for sure to try and navigate for any NHL team to make sure that, you know, their players are following COVID protocols and things like that. And they're coming back and they have to do the quarantine and maybe they're missing games because of the quarantine and, and so on and so on and so on. All right. This is from Tim. Tim is from uh san jose california tim asks a very simple question will there be baseball in the year of our lord 2022 oh i think there'll be there will be baseball but i don't think it's starting on time by any stretch of the imagination i I think it's going to resemble a lot of what the COVID season looked like um from uh year of 2020 so i i think they'll eventually play i think this is all on rob rob manfred though the commissioner rather than the players. I, 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 don't, I don't know what his deal is. Well, he's a piece of shit. That, that, that's, that, is, that is very well documented. I would say, I think there is going to be baseball. I don't think there'll be a full season. I think it's going to look like there won't be any baseball until miraculously that there is. I think the most recent example of this is to look at the, the NBA even look at the NFL with their lockouts and even look, look at the NHL. What all, what all they all want to do, what all happens with these lockouts between the players unions and the leagues, their respective leagues is they all really push it to the wire. And if they find common ground, great. They do it with two, three weeks to spare before a season starts. You're not going to have an agreement on a CBA for major league baseball, given everything that is associated with, this round of negotiations via, you know, looking at TV rights and money allocation, looking at the debt, the universal designated hitter, which looks like that is going to be a thing. It's just basically a formality at this point. So, and a whole bunch of other things, especially now with COVID looking for player protections and, and, and things like that, which I mean, are very, very fair asks. I think what it's going to come down to is it's going to come down to the fact that if there is, you know, a month left until 
opening day and there is just nothing from either side, then there's, there's trouble. Because I also think that if from a player's perspective and from an owner's perspective as well, there is way too much to lose in terms of there not being a season because they're already, I, I won't even say, you know, the Yankees or the Dodgers or even the Mets, you know, the, 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 the big market top end teams are just swimming around in cash. The bottom tier teams that are not necessarily the most funded, looking at the Pirates, looking at the Rays, they're going to have some questions about, you know, how they can sustain themselves if there is no cash flow coming in. It, it, it's a big time cash flow issue for these smaller market, lower budget teams. Simple as yeah. that. Yeah, I think that I think uh, we'll see baseball by July. I think mid-June is when we'll see baseball. That's my prediction. Kind of like the COVID season where they had the summer camp ramp up. Yeah. I think that's what it'll be. I think it's a fair estimate. I think it's a fair estimate. I was I was gonna say June, but July, I think, is 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 a good shout. Is a good shout. And then they play the, the abbreviated season again because we have experience with it. So it's not like it would be foreign to to everybody. All right, number five. This is from Alex. Jake, where's Alex from? Uh, Alex is from Rochester, New York. Alex from Rochester, New York has a Hall of Fame question. Might be controversial, but he asks, should Barry Bonds be elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame despite his transgressions? If so, is there a case for other noted steroid users such as Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens, and Mark McGuire to get into the Hall as well. They should all be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Bonds, 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 absolutely. They should all all be in the Hall of Fame because it's an error. You can't pretend that an error of baseball did not exist. And then what's even more ludicrous is that they have the commissioner that allowed the steroid era to happen and turned a blind eye to all of it. They have him in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. And you're telling me not one player in the, in the Hall of Fame right now is was not a steroid guy? No shot. Oh, it's no in, shot. in some way or form, yeah. I they mean, look all at, should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not even a question. It's ridiculous I mean, look at, that we even have to ask. Look at the NFL. Look at the NFL. Look at their drug policy in the late 90s, early 2000s. You were allowed to play with a certain amount of HGH in your system. That's yep. that's fact. So now we're we gonna are we gonna sit here and as is Major League Baseball gonna sit in their high horse and say, oh yeah, we want to keep our hall our Hall of Fame clean of of this 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 and that. Barry Bonds, you could make the case. I'm gonna make it because I genuinely believe it. I think Barry Bonds, pound for pound, is the best hitter in baseball history. I think Mike Trout is very fair counter argument. Very fair. I'm sticking with Bonds because you got to remember before the San Francisco days, it wasn't like Barry Bonds was just some nobody that was you know kicking it in Pittsburgh. I don't think it matters to be honest with you. No, it, like, it doesn't matter. Listen, if you really want to go with the, they should have their own section in Cooperstown for players with steroids. They should be in the Hall of Fame. It's it's ridiculous, and the fact Great. that they keep putting in these mediocre, it's like why the hell is Harold Baines in the Hall of Fame? Fair, it's fair. Like the guys they keep inducted, it's just like enough. I'm a big believer in with with Hall of Fame. If I need to think about if a guy is a Hall of Famer, they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Like Barry Bonds, no doubt. A Rod, no doubt. 
Um, who's another one? Mark Clemens. Dwyer. Clemens, no doubt. Mark Clemens dominated the whole era of baseball. Yep, but like agreed. you get the guys like Larry Walker. If I need to be like, oh, let me look up his no, no, he didn't dominate. You see what I'm saying here? No, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Now Crazy. let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Not a would you. It's a do they. So Barry Bonds, does he get into the Hall of Fame this year? No, no shot. I think he has a chance. I don't think any of them are getting in. I think once they, you know, it's funny because isn't isn't Big Poppy on the ballot this year too? Big Poppy is on the ballot this year, yes. If, if they let Poppy in, they have to let them all in. They have to. Agreed. I absolutely 100% agree. They, they have a lot of explaining to do if they let Poppy in the Hall of Fame. Have to. So you don't you don't think any of them are going to get in ever, but you would have them in is what you're saying. I don't think I think with with a new I th- eventually maybe it's just the voters, you know what I'm saying? It's just like Oh, the ri- the writers are all stuck up. That's the problem is it's an older generation of of writers that are voting for this. I think I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think they're ever gonna get in. Maybe one day they will, but I hope Bonds does because he he deserves it. I mean, you don't you don't be the home run king in Major League Baseball and you're not even in the Hall of Fame. Like I don't think I have no shot. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, 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 you no. Know, this is what this is what year two or three for Bonds on the ballot? This is year three or four, yeah. Year four. I he was closer last year, though, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. How many? How he's much? Gone up percentage? Every, every year that he's been on the ballot, he has gone up in in numbers. So, it, I mean, look, it's quite possible that the writers just are saying, you know, what we're just going to, you know, make him really, really wait it out. But a couple of ballots that I have seen just on Twitter that uh, the writers have posted after they submitted their uh, their ballots have had Barry Bonds on their well, I, I on their list. I tell you what, man, if he gets in, I think they're all getting in. I'd no be thrilled. Doubt. I'd I would be, be thrilled. thrilled too. I would be thrilled and thrilled. And while we're on the subject, do me a favor, Rob Manfred. You want to win baseball fans back? Reinstate Pete Rose, please. Oh, couldn't agree more. Please couldn't en- agree enough. more. You know how you know how and baseball needs like a lot of buzz, man. Like there's not a lot of sizzle in baseball anymore. Like how much you know the eyeballs that be gravitating baseball would have center stage if they reinstated Pete Rose. That'd be like earth shattering news right there. Just it went back in. It's ridiculous. The hit king. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? It's Rob Manfred's bitch, Major League Baseball. But then again, it was also Bud Sealing. So, oh, Sealing, Sealing shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And listen, it's a joke how Sealing is in the Hall of Fame and you're keeping all these guys out. It's a joke. I agree. I agree. Number six. This is from Sean. Uh, Jake, where's Sean from? Sean is from Tucson, Arizona. Sean asks. Who are your favorite players to watch currently in each of your respective sports that are not on your favorite teams? Huh. That's a good one. That's a great question. That's a very, very great question. Well, football for me is easy. Yeah, well, all right, let's start. Let's start with the, with the National Football Rapid League. Rapid fire. National yeah. Football League is easy for me. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. For me, it's Devontae Adams. For me, it's, Aaron Devo- Rod- it's, it's Devontae they, they Adams. They come in a combo deal. All right, if they go on a combo deal, then fine. Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Devontae Adams. Tom Brady, close second. Uh, the NBA. Um, I have a new one. Okay. I have a new one. All right. I, I'm a big fan of – I'm actually wearing a shirt right now – of John Morant on the Memphis Grizzlies. It used good to, one. It, it used to be I, – I, like, 
I guess Curry, I'm kind of getting bored of, but um, John Morant, man. John Morant's a special player. He is. He is a very special player. When he when he plays, I would say Zion. When he plays. Say, when he plays. When he plays. It's a big, big caveat when he plays. Um, Major League Baseball. So outside of the Yankees. Yeah, that's an interesting one because baseball for me is like, eh. um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it is kind of fun to see Shohei Otani pitch and hit at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's a bit, that's like I would trap. watch if the Angels were on. I think Otani and, and Trout bring eyeballs, so I'm going to go with Otani. Give me DeGrom. Give me DeGrom. Watch, not, watching him pitch, watching him pitch is magical. It's when he magical. pitches. When he pitches. When he pitches. For six innings. Yeah, exactly. The NHL for me is Connor McDavid. I, I, I couldn't tell you Connor McDavid in the street. I'm going to have to pass on that one. <laughs> and then for... For soccer, it has to be Ronaldo. I guess for me as well. I watched El Clasico one year. Oh, oh, when Ronaldo was on Real Madrid? Yeah. Oh, that's a special man. That's a special man. Can't wait for the Winter World Cup. It's going to be fantastic stuff. Yeah. This year. This whatever year. that is. <laughs> what, whatever when, that is. It's next December, I think. Oh, I got, I got it circled already. In Qatar. Hey, you want, you want to see Ronaldo? They have to make it first. They sure. make it I, first. I would know him in the street, though. I will give him that. Oh, come on. That handsome man? Come on now. Number seven. This is from William. William is from uh, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. William asks, what do the Knicks need to do to get back to being contenders for a championship? Are there immediate fixes right now? Or is this something that we need to see in the summer? This is a summer issue. I don't think that there is anybody out there right now that you could immediately say the Knicks could trade for and are going to go and make a difference. Like the, the, the biggest one that I think is going to be linked to the Knicks heavily is Zion just because of the RJ Barrett connection. For me, that's a really tricky one because if when he plays again, this goes back to the, the, the favorite one to watch. When he plays, Zion is unbelievable. One second. But it's when he plays. That's the problem with Zion, is that he does not play on a consistent level. So for me, for me, I don't know if Zion is just this automatic fix like the guy i wanted forever was devin booker that was the guy that i thought if phoenix did not make it to a finals if phoenix did not make it to a finals go do what you need to do for booker but phoenix is they're one of the best teams in the nba booker is not going to leave phoenix so then it comes down to you know if 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 Tom Thib- if Tom Thibodeau is not going to be the guy for the future, maybe is it Carl Anthony Towns? Uh, does Damian Lillard force his way out of Portland to go to MSG? Yep. That that's got that's, I th- the, that's I th- the most logical one. I think I think so. I think Zion, so. But then I, Zion's not that level of superstar though. Where you can't you can't you can't be a championship contender with with Zion. You think anchor, Zion's anchoring change? a team? No way. No, no shot. And also, you got about you got two guys that play the exact same position. Where, what do you mean the Knicks? 
And also, a hot take here. I don't think the Knicks will ever become a, a title contender with Julius Randle on the roster. I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think he's hurting the development of R.J. Barrett, if anything. Hmm. I think Randall is vastly overrated, man. He had a nice little season last year. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's a very good player. He's not a I, max player, though. He is not. And the, and it's like, he th- I think he thinks he's a lot better than what he is, too. I agree. No, I, I agree. I agree. He has he has one shot, and it's his left-handed hook fadeaway. That's, That's it. it. That's it. He has no three, right side whatsoever. Year. Yeah. He, he, he just, quite frankly, he doesn't inspire me either. Like, he just seems like a guy that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm sure he's a very, very nice guy. But when he's on the court, he just has this stank about him that <laughs> it's just kind of like I'm better than everybody when, when he's not. Or he's not. And you know what school he went to. Yeah. Yeah, don't remind me. Another one that didn't, that didn't pan out. Hey, Bo- hey, Boogie Cousins is a free agent again. Oh, I'm sure the Knicks are running to sign him. But if it's but in all seriousness, I think if you could tell me that if the if the Knicks were to go out, trade for Damian Lillard, and maybe sign Bradley Beal, if that's a possibility to get yeah. both, and you have Lillard, Beal, R.J. Barrett, if he stays in whatever trade for Damian Lillard and Julius Randle. Do I think that's good? Yeah. Do I think it's great? Probably not. Yeah, I think Barrett's got to be in any deal for a star at this point. Uh, well, more than likely. More than I mean, likely. Obi Toppin is not necessarily headlining any deal. No. No. Maybe Kevin Knox. Maybe Kevin Knox. Oh my God. Maybe maybe quick. But even quickly though, it's kind. Of, I feel like he hasn't really emerged to be much more than a nice little six man. That's what. That's probably his ceiling probably his ceiling i don't know if that is going to be something that it's going to be picks the knicks have a ton of them and also you got evan fournier locked up that was we even said it at the time i know he had a great game last night but that deal has not worked out for the knicks no no and we even said in the the, in the offseason it's like what are they doing it made no sense to me it made absolutely no sense kemba's a two-year deal right two-year deal yeah two-year deal i don't know if there's any clause after the first year i really hope there is Otherwise, it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But yeah, I mean, I mean let, let's let's before we move on to the next question, let's just let's just fantasize very quickly. If the Knicks are able to get next year, if they could have a starting five, well, let's just say a four, four or five, since probably Mitchell Robinson would be dealt in any deal for a star. Assuming, forget he's even still on the team. He's still on the team. Yeah, let's let's just put let's put Taj Gibson in as a placeholder because that's Tom Thibodeau's boy. So let's say the starting five for the Knicks next year is Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Taj Gibson. Where do they finish in the East? Third. I would say fourth. Third. I would or say fourth. I guess fourth. So you're saying Miami probably finishes better than them? 76ers. Ugh. I'm assuming I'm assuming the 76ers go out and reload. Yeah, they, I mean, they minus, to. minus Ben Simmons, minus minus ben Simmons. ben Simmons. OK, I think that's fair. You know, a team I'm waiting for to just really emerge is Boston. Like, I, I, you know, I have no idea what has happened there because they they, no idea. they got a gift. They, they, they got a fucking gift. Courtesy of the Brooklyn Nets. 
and yeah. they've done nothing with it. They've done nothing with it. Jason I'm sick and tired Tate, of hearing that, by the way. It's not a gift courtesy of the Brooklyn Nets. I oh, think it was the Brooklyn Nets, it wasn't a gift. If you Did they really win the deal at the end of the day? I mean, if they, if they won a championship with this core, then you would say absolutely. But, I mean, they haven't. That's, they haven't. that's the problem. I think Tatum, that- Tatum is unbelievable. Tate, Jason Tatum is a star. There, there's no doubt about that. Jalen Brown is, uh, there's some nights where he looks like a star and there's other nights yeah. where he doesn't. Not for me. Marcus Smart, I think for, for me, my own personal opinion, Marcus Smart is overrated in my book. Very good player and a title contender. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Where I think they expect him in Boston to be great on a not title contending team. Real quick before we move on, if you would have told me at the time we'd be getting KD, Kyrie, and Harden, if we made that trade, I'd be like, okay. Wait. Well, as of, as, of, as of right now, as of right now, that trio is a failure because you haven't won anything. It's it's only been a year, though. It's like, was, was, it's only been a year. Was, was Wade year. Bosch and, uh, and uh, LeBron James a failure after a year? No, no, not yet. But it's a failure I, due I, to injuries, too. It wasn't like they lost. Like, they weren't as. With, if you look at the big three's numbers and they play together, when they play together, they're very good. They're like they're, 18 and three, something yeah, absurd. It's top of the charts. Yeah. But I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. I want you, I will want you to know this. There is not a chance in hell that I will ever root for Brooklyn, Brooklyn to win anything. You'll see. Just want, just want you to know that. I love how we're the enemies. I'd rather be the enemy than the lovable loser. Any All the day. Knicks aren't lovable losers. Everybody hates the Knicks. Oh Come no, we now. used to we used to be the lovable losers when we had D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Karis Levert. This is better. You like being the enemy. Eight. This is from Ray. Jake, where's Ray from? Ray is from. Uh, let's go with uh, Radford, Connecticut. Okay. Ray asks. Out of these quarterbacks, who will have the best NFL career? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. I mean, I hope it's Zach Wilson, but being honest, though, I think, believe it or not, man, I'm surprised one guy wasn't included in here, Justin Herbert. Was he included in there? No, he was not. Because I think I would probably go with Justin Herbert, to be completely honest with you, out of all that group. Maybe that's Um, why I wasn't included. I I don't want to be the prisoner of the moment, but I think it's Joe Burrow, man. I think he has something. I think he has intangibles that you can't really measure. I think he's in a great situation with Jamar Chase. I think that division is vastly overrated and winnable. Oh, it's a very Um, winnable division, yeah. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I I think he has something. I'm I'm still going to stick with Allen, but it's really close between him and Burrow because I think Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are – Burrow is emerging in a very similar situation to what Josh Allen has, where Allen is in a one-dog division with, well, I mean, maybe not anymore with with the Patriots, but recently, yeah, it was a one-dog division with just Buffalo. Burrow now is going to be the one-dog in the AFC North. Uh, Cleveland, I have no idea. You got to remember, Lamar Jackson missed the last month and a half of football. Very, fi- very fair, and they also look like crap after Marlon Humphrey went out went out for the year, who was the, also, really the anchor yeah. of that defense. And you also forget that they had what was it like two or three games where they just foolishly went for two points and yeah. didn't get it. Like yeah. they win both those games, they're in the playoffs right now, and yeah. they're playing for the division title this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're going to have to tear that thing say. down. 
to that thing down and, and start over. I, I mean, I think, honestly, I think the best team in that division for the next four or five years is going to be Cincinnati. They have a case to be made that they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. They could challenge what the Kansas City Chiefs have with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, which Mar Chase and, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, this, this is a team that I think very, very quickly we're going to see develop as a team that is consistently sniffing the Super Bowl picture with, with Cincinnati. But with Buffalo, it's very similar to what Joe yeah. Burrow has with, with Cincinnati. Allen has digs. The defense with Buffalo, if we're assuming that everyone is healthy, I think Buffalo's defense is better than Cincinnati's. Obviously, without Tredavious White right now, that's that's a, a tricky uh, trickier I hate, situation. I the, hate oh, Buffalo's offense. I really do. I no, because they just want to throw, 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 throw. I, I, I do get There's that. There's no – it's like I think last year a lot of our opinions were shifted because they were hitting the big plays a lot more often last year. Yeah. I feel like this year it has not been – I don't know, man. I don't know. Whenever I watch Buffalo's offense this year, I just don't think they're very in sync. I just think it's, oh, Josh Allen just threw the ball 80 yards and they got – you know what I'm saying? See, they don't, they don't extend drives. I, I disagree with the with the, the the point of being not in sync, but I think it's more teams to figure them out. I think, you, I think you look at Kansas City, you could say the same thing on Kansas City, that Kansas City has games where they look unstoppable, and there are games where they look, eh, you know, they, they, they get the job done. They get the job yeah. done. There was a stretch during the middle of the year where Kansas City, their, their defense carried them. Yeah, no. Because their I, offense, I was, I think they, Buffalo- they, they were figured out. And Buffalo's got a very good coach and uh, Sean McDermott too. But yes. listen, call it a one dog race. I liked what I saw this this last month of the season from Zach Wilson and the Jets. I'm just gonna leave it there. No, I, I listen. I, I I think the Jets. I give them all the credit in the world. I, I really I, really they, liked how they played versus Tampa Bay. Granted, the bad man did it to you again. Not a huge I, surprise. I, I'm convinced that they tried to lose that game. There's no way in hell that they willingly. There's there was something behind all that. Hey, it just hey, looked like they, hey. knew, it just looked like they're like, okay, well, we played good. Let's remember that we need to pick the top five of the draft. Like, come on, what the hell is that? Hey, they made Antonio Brown rage quit. I'm surprised we didn't get any questions about Antonio Brown. I'm I mean, we we could we could talk about it right now. I mean, fu- I mean fuck it. Just real quick, because I know we have yeah. a lot more and we gotta yeah, get off soon. Does Antonio Brown ever play in the NFL ever again? Absolutely positively not. I have a bold prediction for you. I think Antonio Brown finds a new team next year, and I think he either plays for Kansas City or he plays for the Rams next year. Eek. I just, Kansas, it, what, Kansas City would be would be something. It's like if, if Tom Brady couldn't – it's like what, what what are we doing here? Right. right. You failed on a team with Tom Brady on it. Like I don't know, but I, the Rams – okay, I'll ask you this question. If he goes to the Rams, is it with OBJ or is it with Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I think Antonio Brown. I'd rather have Antonio Brown on my team than Odell Beckham. I agree. I I, I agree because they're both troubled. But the difference is, listen, it's never been a problem with about ability with Antonio Brown. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. It's just about it's about what goes on. Uh, in the upper uh, cranial region, yeah, which really is nothing at, at, at this uh, at this stage. Uh, nine. This is from uh, Michael. Michael is from uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Michael asks, 
Who could the Yankees sign once the lockout ends to get them into the World Series picture? Personally, I think the Rays are still better than the Yankees. Houston will be better than the Yankees if they get Correa back. The Mets might be better than the Yankees with their one-two atop their rotation. And the Dodgers are still the cream of the crop in baseball. Yeah, the Mets are most certainly not better than the Yankees right now. Stop that. Most certainly not. I'm not even entertaining that. And I also don't think Houston's better than the Yankees either. I don't think Houston's better than the Yankees. The Mets, I can't say that they're not with they're not better than the Yankees. Huge level of confidence. There's no way they're better than the Yankees right now. I guarantee you, between the two of those guys, they make about they probably make like 30 starts this year. Between Scherzer and DeGrom. 30 to 30 to 40 starts between the two of them. Guarantee you one of them misses like the whole season in about like June or July. Knowing the knowing the Mets luck, probably. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. There's luck, no way. And the, and the fact though that the that no team wanted to match that the fact that the Dodgers didn't match what, what the Mets were giving Max Scherzer, I think is very telling. Very telling. He was with them the whole year last year. Or not the whole year, but they saw Half him up year. close and personal and they didn't Half want to the year back. and then the playoff run. Yeah. So uh, I'm not entertaining the Mets. I can give a shit less what the Mets do. Like we got to focus on our own business to answer what the Yankees need though. If I'm the Yankees, um, I go and get Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. I do whatever it takes to bring him in via trade. Um, in terms of free agents, I would do whatever it takes to get Freddie Freeman in here to play first base for the Yankees next year. Plain and simple. You stole mine. I think that's the guy for the Yankees. And if you can go out and get a, a, like they were talking about Matt Chapman the other day, I think that's a good idea. It's a it's an okay idea. I mean, if anything, if you're going for anybody out of Oakland, I would go for Matt Olson. Oh no, I mean, I'd much rather have Freddie Freeman than Matt Olson. I don't. Think I would rather have Freeman too. But I'm just saying, if there's one out of Oakland that I would rather have, I would rather have Olson because Chapman. I, Chapman for me, we have we have four Matt Chapmans on our team, guys that can hit 30, 35 home runs and will bat 210, 220. We have we have so many of those guys already. We don't need more. Matt Chapman. Gio Urshela, but the thing is, though, like, Urshela is kind of is what he is. He's a mediocre player. But with Chapman, he can play short, and then once the young stars like Anthony Volpe are ready, you can slide Chapman back to third base, and you have the best third baseman in all baseball, defensive-wise, that is. Well, here was here was another one that um, I, I had tossed around uh, just now in my, my, my little noggin. Why not bring back Didi Gregorius on a one-year deal to play short? Nah, he's he's shot. I I, I don't want him back. I on, heard a on a one-year deal? Nah, I wouldn't bring. I heard Trevor Story might entertain a one-year deal though. See, I wouldn't mind that at all. Story's an interesting one to me though. I I am not. I've never been the biggest Story guy. Me personally, it's never going to happen. But I would honestly sign Carlos Correa. That's the kind of guy to me that shows that you're kind of going for it. And that's a move that can put you over the top at shortstop, especially sure. with his heroics in the postseason. Um, Carlos Correa. But I, I just can't see the Yankees spending that type of money on a shortstop, especially one with the back. Um, but I think Freddie Freeman is a Yankee type of guy. I really do. Yes, I really do. He is. He is. And I, I would even say, okay, so how about we do this? Rank, rank the first basement you'd want in order. Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, Anthony Rizzo, Luke Boyd. That order. <laughs> that order. That's the yeah. That's one hundred percent the order for me. For me, it's Rizzo. It's a Freeman, Rizzo, Olson, Boyd. You'd rather have Rizzo than Matt. I thought you were just saying you want Matt Olson though. I'd rather Matt Olson over Matt Chapman. I'd rather have Rizzo over Olson. Yeah, no, no, no. For me, I'd rather have Olson than Rizzo. 
I love I love me some Tony Rizzo. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean, honestly, you can get both. Chapman can play a little bit. I'm not Chapman. Uh, Matt Olson can play outfield a little bit, and you can DH one. I I did I do want Stanton to play more of the outfield. So I think once the Yankees started letting him play the outfield, I he think was a better he, was, player. he was a better player. Hundred percent. So yeah. And what, the about, what about what about pitching? What about pitching? Um, I mean, the, the, like, what more do you really want from the pitching staff when you're getting Severino back? You think sure. Heal's going to give you a whole season? You, Montgomery had a really nice year for them last year. So Very you have underrated Garrett year. Cole. Just got no no run support whatsoever. Yeah. So you have so you have Garrett Cole. You have Luis Severino. You have Jordan Montgomery. You have Jamison Tyone, who the Yankees, who I thought was very good for the Yankees in the second half of last second season. Second half of the year is brilliant. He was brilliant second half of the year. You have Jamison Tyone, and then you have Luis Hill, and you have Domingo Herman, who uh, the story, I guess, is kind of. Re- I think Herman would be a very good relief pitcher for this Yankee team. I really do. I do too. But if if you're looking for an arm, I guess you can maybe make a deal with Oakland if you're going to get a Chapman or a Matt Olson. You could maybe get Sean Manaya in that deal. Mm, I don't, I don't I know if that's that. an, I don't know if that's an exciting one. I do think the Yankees do need another left-hander. Um, who are some other names still available? I thought it's just if, you're go, if, you're, if, you're go, if you're going for uh, for a lefty, if lefty is what you are, uh, if you're looking for, what about uh, Frankie Montas? Montas is a righty now. He, I know he's a righty. I know he's a righty. I'm just yeah. saying, what, what about him? If you were to bring him in, I'd rather have Manaya. I think Manaya. Uh, Show I think but I think Montas has been like suspended recently too. Yeah, he like he had a uh, a suspension for PDs, uh, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I I would rather have Manaya. I think Manaya um has shown more flashes of um I don't want to say a stuff, but solid rotation type stuff, and I think he'll be able to eat up innings for them. Um, you know, it sucks because Justin Verlander I thought was the was the perfect guy for them. Um, kind of yeah. like a lot better of a version of what Corey Kluber gave them last year. Um, it's funny because to be honest with you, somebody mentioned it the other day. It's not not going to happen. But what about Kershaw? I was good. I was about to ask you literally about about Kershaw if that could be a a move that you would consider. Won't have, it won't happen. But honestly, I think that'd be a good get for the Yankees. I really do. I think Kershaw would be good for them. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, if 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 it's on a one year deal where and if he can if he can give you. 25, 30 starts on the high end. I think that's great. But we've, we've tried the one-year deal on damage pitcher routine before with uh, with Corey Kluber. And yeah, now he's about to go have a Cy Young campaign with the Rays. Nah, man, I think Kluber's done. Kluber, I mean, Kluber can't throw – Kluber was throwing 86, 87 last year. Oh, just watch. Just watch. They, they, the, uh, the, fountain, yeah. the fountain of youth in, 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 uh, in Tampa. Oh, he, I mean, one more. Zach, yeah, how about Zach Granke? That was another one that I was thinking about. Ooh. I mean, he had the opportunity to come to New York before, and he didn't do it. So I, I don't. I, yeah, he's got that whole like weird. Yeah, he's a weird. He's a weird on. dude. He's a weird dude. What about? What about? I know there's there, there's questions about whether or not he could do it again. But what about Carlos Rodon? That's something. That's that's a move. I, that's a lot of money, though. Kind of affiliated with him. I feel like. I feel like he's not going to sign for chump change. Neither do I. Neither do I. But no, that's a good one right there. I think he's rather young. I think he's, what is he, like 28, 29, Carlos Rodon? 29 years old, coming off of a season where he had a two, I think it was a two, four. Yeah. ERA somewhere around there. Yeah. Didn't he throw like two no hitters too last year? Uh, One. 
One no hitter, nearly had two. Nearly had two. Okay. Yeah, I, I would. I, I like Carlos Rodon. I, I can't believe the White Sox didn't like that. Isn't that crazy? He even made it to free, to free agency in the first place. It's probably because his his ask is tremendous, and he really only has had one healthy year, and that was the, this past year. Yeah, I mean, so you have whether or not he could do it again, plus health concerns. You know, I I, I just think that if it, if there is a team he'll take a one year deal for, it it probably is the White Sox. Go back, go back there. You slide into that rotation as like a number two, number three guy behind Giolito, and and boom, you know you have a, you have an innings hitter right there. But I think for the Yankees in terms of what they they could be looking for, I mean Rodon would be probably at most if you if you want to keep it if you want to keep it consistent, just have a lefty be right after Cole. He could be your number two guy. At worst, he's a number three number three guy that could definitely eat innings. Yeah, I would love to see the Yankees make a little bit more of like an impact splash in the rotation, but it's just like other than Garrett Cole, they they just they, they haven't in the last like ten years since they won the World Series and they tried it, I guess, with Sonny Gray at the trade deadline. They tried um, it. They tried in it. Twenty seventeen. So it's just like you know, it's it's getting close to time, in my opinion. That's why I thought Scherzer. I'm the, I'm really surprised the Yankees weren't more involved on Scherzer, but. Um, that's why Verlander to me was the, was the perfect guy to go get. And they did try. Um, he just decided to go back to the, to the Astros where he was familiar. Before we move on to the next question, I just want to say, I, th- I think with Scherzer, the thing that made the difference was the whole lockout situation and not knowing what the luxury tax ceiling was going to look like if there would, if there would be one. So I think that definitely put a kibosh into things, whereas the Mets, you know, there's no such thing as too much money with them. So they were able to just throw $40 million at a 37-year-old pitcher and call it a day, whereas the Yankees were not going to throw that kind of money at Scherzer when they already have a gazillion dollars tied down to Garrett Cole, to Giancarlo Stanton, and then soon enough, it's going to be Aaron Judge. Yeah, it makes you think, though. I just saw on ESPN, I know we have to get going, but I just saw on ESPN the house that Steinbrenner built, uh, the documentary about um, George Steinbrenner. How was that? Amazing. Amazing. That might be something that, might be something that I uh, that I watched tonight. It's so amazing, man. Makes It makes you really miss George Steinbrenner. Because I tell you what, if George Steinbrenner was still alive and the owner of the Yankees. He'd be yeah. rolling over in his grave. Yeah. For sure. Well, Are you kidding? Well, Boone would not have a job, to say the least. Hell no. Hell no, not a chance. Uh, question 10. This is from Fred. Jake, where's Fred from? Fred is from Toronto, Canada. Fred Van Fleet. Fred asks, should the day after the Super Bowl be a national holiday and give me all the reasons why it should be? <laughs> I don't even need to give you any reasons. It absolutely should be. I literally just said this like two weeks ago, too. It's hysterical. It absolutely should be. Absolutely. Most called out day of the year of work. Yep. Across America. Good reason. With good reason. 11. This is from Joshua. Joshua is from Des Moines, Iowa. Joshua asks, what is the best movie that you guys have seen recently? And what is the worst or most overrated movie that you have seen recently? Worst or most overrated? I can actually give you right now. Best I have to think about. But worst or most overrated? I watched Don't Look Up last night. I didn't laugh once. Don't look up. I don't know what the fuck that is. Don't look it's, up. 
it's with it, it has Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Jennifer Lawrence is in it. Oh, uh, okay, yes. No, it's I'm on Netflix. Did. Everyone's yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. I watched I, it last night. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh the, at all. The most overrated movie that I could think of that that I've seen recently was I'm not sure if you saw on Netflix the the woman in the window. I have. It is the stupidest movie I think I've ever seen. Makes Awful. no fucking sense. Nope. There is no plot to it at all. None. Legitimately stupid. The best movie I could give you. I I think I think we've talked about this you and I or maybe it was Adam. I don't I don't I don't know. But the best movie that I've seen recently and it's one of my favorites is Dune. Damn. I really liked Spider-Man recently, so I'm going to have to go with that one. I haven't seen it. I haven't okay. seen it. I've, I'm a fan. I've heard, I think, every single person that I have uh, spoken to that has seen it has basically said the same thing, that it yeah. is simply incredible. Yeah, it's definitely worth the time to go see it. I recommend it. I don't like going to the movie theaters either, but, um, yeah, I'm a fan. I think it's worth the uh, price of admission. And the final one, this is from Isaac. Jake, where is Isaac from? Isaac is from, they know it's the first day of the uh, non-fantasy mailbag. He's from Portland, Oregon. Oh, more Portland, Oregon listeners? Wow. They, 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 came, they came out today. They came out in masses, Portland, Unbelievable. Oregon. They're just searching for something to do. They're our Kentucky. It's it's simply beautiful. We love Portland, Oregon. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, Isaac asks, what is the best thing musically? that you have heard recently. So what's the best song, album, anything like that, that you've heard that you've heard recently? Interesting. Um, well, I'm going to Kane Brown next week. So I've, I've been listening to a lot of Kane Brown. Kane Brown um, is fantastic. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I definitely am. So I'm going to have to go with, uh, well, it's funny. He hasn't released an album though since like 2017, but uh, it's just been so long, but he's came out with a couple singles. So I'm going to have to go with, with, with Kane Brown. I think, uh, should be a great show next week at the Garden. I'm looking forward to it. Do we know who the opening acts are, Benny Chance? That's uh, what the fuck's his name? I think it's like Chris Rice, Chase Rice, some Chase bullshit Rice. like that. Chase oh, Rice, yeah, Chase Rice, great guy. Yeah, great I've never, guy. Really, we love I, Chase. I've never really listened to him too much, but um, I'm gonna have to start. I guess he. I'm pretty sure he's the opener. He is. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, Chase Rice. Oh, what's Jordan Davis? Oh, I love Jordan Davis. But Chase Rice and Kane, mm, that's, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, the best thing that I've listened to, we're gonna keep it with the uh, with the with the country theme. Uh, it's actually an album. It is uh, Hicks Tape Volume Two. Hardy actually is the guy that that, that produced the entire thing, and he brought like this whole collab of uh, of artists together for it. There's a Volume One, which I have not listened to. But volume Two, I have listened to, and it's quite good. It's got. I was thinking who I can name off the top of my head. Um, it's got um, uh, Brantley Gilbert, Dirks Bentley, Morgan Wallen, my guy, my guy. Who doesn't love Morgan Wallen? Yeah. Um, no Kenny Chesney, huh? No Kenny Chesney, no. But Kenny Kenny Chesney doesn't really do like any collabs or anything. The most the most yeah. recent collab that Kenny Chesney did was with Kelsey Ballerini. Who, if you, know, you have you not know. seen Kelsey Ballerini, she is oof. She is. You know who's hot right now with a lot of country fans is Dan and Shay. I feel like they've really. Yeah, but they they uh, they like uh, they they smash like that country fence. You know, they 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 go outside. It's it's kind of like in a way, 
of like a Carrie Underwood sort of thing. Maybe like a, I guess if we were going to, we're going to go further back, maybe like a Shania Twain sort of deal where they're like, Carrie, they're, yeah. they're more Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood was in the new season of Cobra Kai. Fun fact. Really? Very oh, good, I, by the way. Just oh. finished it last night. Carrie is, she is a special, special, special woman who is, who is, who holds a very near and dear place in my heart. Love Carrie for more reasons than one. I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I found out today, ironically enough, before we, before we get out of here? I did not know we had Saturday football this week. Huh. We have games, we have games uh, today. It's just no fantasies involved, so it's just like, eh. Yeah, exactly. The eight thirty game tonight is uh, is Dallas. Is Dallas tomorrow night? Yeah. Well, yeah, tonight. We're dropping. Yeah, yeah. Tonight. This is coming out tomorrow. That's, but that, yeah, that's uh, yeah, fun. Doesn't but, matter. Doesn't matter. While we're on the subject of football, I know we're we're, we're logging you off soon. I need to give. Oh, a special. Shit, I thought we were going to talk about football. God damn it! Oh yeah. No, <laughs> go ahead, go I, ahead. I'm just. I'm, I know we got to go soon. I know you're going to say the, the goodbyes, but shout out to Brandon Ayuk. You're a champion, buddy. <laughs> you did it. It's been a long year, but you came through for me when it mattered most. Hey, I lost a championship at putting up 168 points. So was Brandon Ayuk on your team or uh he was on my bench. That's why. He was on my bench. Well, dude, let me ask you, was I gonna start Brandon Ayuk over Antonio Brown? Even if I did, even if I did start Ayuk over Antonio Brown, I still would have lost. Brandon there was Ayuk. nothing, there was nothing I could have done. I will never own him ever, ever, ever again. But he is a champion. <laughs> See you next year, Brandon Ayuk. Love you. So that is going to be it for this edition of the Mailbag, for this edition of the Basement Talk podcast. Jake and I will be back next week with a whole new Basement Talk podcast. It's going to be longer, more full of content, more full of shit to talk about. And trust me, there are a lot of things to talk about. So that's it. We're done. For Jake, I'm Bird. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, stay well. Take care of yourselves, take care of others, and we will talk to you next week on the Baseball Talk Podcast. Bye-bye.